Welcome to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. Join us to learn simple, accessible ways that the seasons, moon phases, and astrology can help you finally create a spiritual self-care practice you can be consistent with. I'm your host, Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow. I'm a practicing witch, a certified astrologer, and a published author. And I'm on a mission to help modern witches like you nourish your mind, body, and intuition so you can be your most magical self all day, every day. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here today with Carrie Myers-Taylor, who is an astrological empowerment counselor and teacher, uh, utilizing the ancient tool of astrology to empathically support and strategically guide and support her clients to limitless success in all different areas, relationships, career, ancestral inheritance, and life purpose alignment. Uh, thank you so much for being here, Carrie. You're welcome. It is my pleasure. I always have so much fun hanging out with you. <laughs> hey, we always have the best conversation. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and about what you do? Well, um, I'm an astrological counselor and I, I came to that conclusion this year, actually, um, I've been doing astrology readings for uh, mostly for business clients, but most also for synastry readings with couples and family members and um, and just every type of astrology that I'm currently interested in. It would be like I would just study that and I would become that. But I started to realize that it was going it was so much beyond an astrology reading, you know, that I have I most of my clients now are ongoing monthly clients that I have. Um, that see me like a therapist. And I started realizing through their feedback that what I was doing was counseling them through these transits and transitions that they were having. And so I started calling myself an astrological counselor because that's what I'm actually doing. Um, and so then I'm also an astro educator. I teach astrology. I have a membership of people that I teach. And I just think it's such an amazing tool for life that, uh, that yeah, I just really enjoy doing it. And I keep learning more about more about it. Absolutely. I love that because I think sometimes we think of astrology readings as like a one-off thing and it certainly can be. And, you know, any reading that you're able to get is always really powerful, but Absolutely. I love the idea of like seeing the same person who gets to know your chart really deeply over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah, some people I've been with two, three years now. Um, and, and I've, and it's so rewarding for me too, because I get to see them progress through two, three years, you know, or it's like now they're married or now they had a baby or now they finally got the job or now they finally, you know, moved on and released some shadow work. And it's like, I, they're teaching me about life just as much as I'm teaching them about their chart. So it's like a, it's totally, I totally get, it's like therapy for me too. <laughs> totally. I totally get that. Oh my God. Okay. So I know we're going to have an amazing conversation today. We're going to be talking about progressions and the progressed moon. Um, but before we get into our conversation today, I like to ask everyone this question at the beginning of episodes. So I'd love to hear your answer. So the question is, how do you think witchcraft can be a form of self-care and help you to live your most magical life? Ooh, this is juicy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I think, well, the place that witchcraft has in my life is it allows me self-study. And, um, and I think when I think about like that, we learn so many things in school about how to have, how to get a job, how to have a job, how to work for somebody else, but we really never learn about self-study and how the study of yourself helps you lend yourself to the world. You know, it's like, how do you know what you came here to do if you don't study who you are? and what you, and what you came here to do and how it's meant to be in the world. And so witchcraft helps me do that through ritual, you know, because it's one thing to look at it on your astrology chart, but it's another to be able to put it into place, like literally give birth to it and plant it and put it into the world. And so, um, that's the greatest gift it's been to me is the ability to self-study and then actually utilize what I learn as a, as a gift to the world. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I really agree. I think that awareness of ourselves and awareness of everything, right? Awareness of what's happening with the planets, awareness of the moon, but most of all awareness of ourselves and how all of those things impact us and what's going on with us and what energy we're showing up with um, is such a powerful, like maybe the most powerful thing about 
practicing witchcraft, being a witch, etc. Mm-hmm. What would you say? You know, I definitely find that it is really a tool for self-care, like in and of itself. Like for me, they're they're very much one and the same. And I think that anything that helps us understand ourselves better, anything that helps us to, you know, use our gifts and see them as gifts, not as whatever else we've been told they are, right? Um, Any tool like that, whether it's witchcraft or something else for me, it's witchcraft um, and astrology. I think that that is self-care, you know, that the more we are in our power, the more we know ourselves, like the more we actually even can take care of ourselves, you know? Right. I'm going to snap a little bit. <laughs> yeah. at different points. I'm just like, I need a snap. Sorry. <laughs> so good. Well, okay. So we're talking today about progressions, which I'm excited about because this is a type of astrology, a tool in astrology that I don't practice at all. So I'm super excited to learn about more, more about it from you. Yeah. Well, progressions, you know, I think as an astrologer, we, you know, we have our things that we study and that's kind of our wheelhouse. Right. And, um, and like I was saying before, like, I don't really study another thing until some, another part of astrology until a client comes along that I really want to help or, um, something happens where I'm just like, Oh, I really want to know more about that. And so progressed moons was the same. Like I had, I'd heard about them, but I really had no interest in learning more. I was like, I know enough. I'm learning enough as it goes, you know, cause my mind is constantly, you know, putting more information in there, but I was taking a course, um, study it was like it ended up being like a little too beginner for me but at the time I was taking this group astrology course and one part of the course was having um you would have uh you know your own personal um session with an astrologer there and so you would look at your chart or they would look at your chart and um and so I was having my session with the astrologer and I am an astrologer at the same time. So a lot of stuff they were telling me, I was like, mm-hmm, thank you. You know, but like, look, anytime you have somebody that can look at your chart, cause I have a hard time reading my own chart, you know, like I read everybody else's chart, but, um, she picked, she was reading the chart and then she was like, oh, and of course there's your, you know, your progressed moon just moved into Pisces. And I was like, what, what, you know, <laughs> what is that? And she was basically started explaining to me this thing that I was feeling. And this was in 2020. So not that long ago. Um, in 2020, we were all in lockdown. I was living in uh, Marin at that time. And I was really, really busy online doing astrology because right, everybody's locked down and everybody's confused about what's going on. And I was working for companies at that point, like talking to their uh, employees about how to work best together, being like, all over the places on the planet and, you know, like transplanted different places. And I was, you know, I was just really, really booked and I was doing astrology every day. And then right around June, July, I just went like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I was like, I'm tired of this internet. I'm tired of these people. (laughs) I'm tired of this. And I thought because it was cancer season, because I'm a moon in cancer and I have other things in cancer too. And usually cancer season is when I just kind of like get hit and just, I just live in a bathtub for a a month. That's what I do during that season. Um, But I noticed that when it got to like August and September, I was still feeling that way. And I was like, wait a minute, I literally been through Leo and Virgo at this point which are my signs. Like I'm a sun sign Leo. I have three planets in Virgo. Like I'm usually, you know, taking names at that point and like, you know, up and at them. And I wasn't. And so when she started explaining this moon and progress moon in Pisces, she was telling me that the progress moon is more about the cycle, the emotional cycle of life that you're in and that it doesn't, it doesn't change your natal moon. That it was, it was always going to be a moon in cancer for me, but that you have this opportunity every two and a half to three years to experience the other emotions of the other moons, (laughs) moon signs and how it's, and then you kind of can predict for yourself what you're going to be feeling and what your, where your heart's going to be and what you're going to be following at that point. And, you know, our emotions 
our emotions really feed our direction. Like that's our motivation as much as we got Mars in our chart. And I know you got a lot, you know, um, our emotions is where our heart is. And that really, really is what guides our decisions. So the progressed moon helps you understand what am I going to feel? Who am I going to be basically for two and a half to three years? And how, how is that going to affect the decisions that I make? Um, so I started studying the progressed moon to learn more about it. But then I also, as, as often the case with astrology, you start getting clients where you can use this, right? And I started getting client after client that was trying to conceive. Um, and the progressed moon is an excellent uh, form of uh, astrological study for helping people be able to align with the best times uh, for, for conception. And, and then also I was able to use my witchcraft rituals to help them actually, you know, do that, be able to conceive. And I was very um, proud and happy and grateful to be able to help quite a few people uh, conceive this time. So in my own little way, they did, they did the work, <laughs> you know, gestation, I had nothing to do with that, but like, uh, you know, the actual, like, you know, they did the work, but just being able to guide or, or help in any way was such a gift. Um, but that's the progressed moon chart. And, um, and so ever since then, um, I have really been going by it because the, my progressed moon was in the sign of Pisces. And what I learned later was that Pisces is the end of the road, right? It's the end of a cycle. And so it's literally like my progressed moon moves into Aries next. And that is a rebirth of the entire, like last cycle of your life. Um, and so my progressed moon moves into Aries on the 18th of this month. Um, and I have been feeling it. So, um, it's just literally like, who am I now? What, you know, so there's, so I love, like, I like the opportunity to talk about the progress because it's very much up for me right now. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's really fascinating. Cause I definitely think that's so true. And there's so many different tools to you that we can use to access those different cycles of our lives, but just having one more that we can look to of that helps us understand, helps us explain, helps us give words to what we're experiencing. You know, I think sometimes we think we're supposed to be the same person for our whole lives or for a whole period. And that's just not true. You know, nothing, nothing in the cosmos stays the same. The moon moves, changes signs every single, you know, every, every two days. So like <laughs> literally there's always something shifting and changing. Um, you know, whether it's a very quick change like the moon or it's a really slow change, like, you know, Saturn or something like that. Um, and we have those changes too. So I think that, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about astrology is that it's really about cycles. You know, I think the way we've tended to talk about astrology and the way we've tended to be taught astrology is kind of static that like, this is your birth chart and no, your birth chart never changes, but your progressions might be happening. Your transits might be happening. Like everything is always in motion. Oh, I love that today. Yeah. Everything is always in motion. So give yourself some grace. You're always in motion. Yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. We're not, we're not static the way that we've been thought we're supposed to be or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think women too are really help with understanding that, right? Um, is because we we aren't, we weren't, we haven't been ever static. And we unfortunately have lived in like a patriarchal system that is like values what's static, you know, values staying the same and just building upon that. And, and so it's always felt like as a woman, a bit of an alien, you know, it's just like, like, I don't fit in here, you know, and what I love about right now and about astrology and, and just also just this time in history is that we're getting to see, we're getting to be able to value that uh, fluidity because we're able to kind of roll with things. A lot of change that's happening now, we are able to roll with it a little bit better, I think, um, uh, without than some of our more masculine counterparts. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's like very much becoming, you know, like I'm really proud of this and very glad of my intuition and my emotion, my ability to feel things. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So can you tell us a little bit more about like what exactly is the progressed moon, right? Like when we say, okay, your birth chart doesn't change, but your moon is moving into Aries. Can you kind of talk about those differences? 
it's kind of like an axis, you know, how the nodes, the nodes of the moon are an axis, you know, it's like, it's, it's more along those lines. It's not along the lines of like the solar system and this planet transits, the circumnavigates the sun for this amount of time. And therefore the transit is this, you know, it is, um, I, what I found the progressed moon, because it is that roughly two and a half to three years, depending on the house, right? The size of the house, right? So if you have like a massive first house, that moon's going to be in there for a bit, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, so it really is one of these things that is not so static. It fluctuates with you. And I even have found that it can kind of change and it, it you know, it will, it can even have retrogrades at some point so that it's like, it doesn't, it's, it's fluid. It's the moon. Right. Um, so that's what it is. And so it has that kind of quality. I would say the closest thing would be like the nodes of the moon, that kind of quality of being there and not there, but absolutely affecting you just like the way the moon works right now. It's there it's absolutely affecting us, but we don't look at it like, we don't see it like the sun. The sun is like, you know, we don't monitor the moon like that, um, but it's absolutely affecting us underneath. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the beautiful things about, I think, having the sun and the moon in, in lots of different practices, but specifically in astrology that, you know, they're both equally important in our charts. They're both equally important in who we are. And they're both lights, they're both luminaries, but they light us up in such different ways and we experience them so differently. Totally. And, and I think also they're, um, they parent us differently because I really do think of the sun and the moon as parents and, you know, we look to them to understand how we got brought up, you know, (laughs) Um, you know, I am always fascinated. My son is in Leo. And my moon is in Cancer, so they are in their um, their what do you call those uh, octaves or whatever? I forgot what they're the exalted whatever's right there in their exalted ones. And then my ascendant is Libra, so it's this constant balancing of these two I, that I didn't recognize when I was a lot younger. Um, I was always upset, like about my ability to be like, ah, I'm, you know, out there and I'm doing stuff like a Leo. And then I'd be like crying over it. You know, why am I so emotional about it? You know, and it's like, why can't I just do the thing? And, um, and so learning astrology really helps me to understand, like, I'm a peacemaker, you know, like my, my rising sign is about balancing these two energies and, and giving them space to exist. And then, being able to give other people space to say, to like, Hey, do you see these two parts? The total polarities here, but they, you are not meant to be just one of these things. You're meant to be a balance and a spectrum. So as I learn, I get to teach, but yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That's definitely been my experience too. Um, because no, I mean, like you said, I agree with so much because like you said, (laughs) like often we learn about these different parts of astrology, like our own astrology journey as something in our chart gets our attention, starts to interest us, or as a client comes to you and is like, I don't know what to do about this, or this thing is happening in my life. And, and then you start to excavate that and find these things that are not just applicable to you are not just applicable to that client can actually become really important parts of your own practice too. Um, And that's definitely how I started really, I guess how I started with astrology. People always ask me, how long have you been practicing astrology? And I'm like, honestly, I'm not really sure what the answer to that question is because I don't really remember like the first time I really, you know, got my chart and like started to learn. I'm really not sure like when that happened, but I know the first couple courses I took and things like that, you know, and I know the first thing I was always, even as a kid, I was really interested I really resonated as a Taurus. Like I, I just always really connected that. And I knew like everybody in my family kind of knew their signs and was very, is very their signs, <laughs> like really spot on. Right. And so I think I always just was kind of aware of it, but you know, like most people never knew there was so much more to it. Right. And then it was really when I started to learn about my Aries moon that I realized that this was such a powerful tool and such an incredible way to, you know, like I was saying, like put words to what you're experiencing and what you're feeling and the, the, the good and the shadow, you know, the things that feel like, 
oh, this is a really awesome, like powerful part of me. And this is a part of me that I struggle with. Um, and being able to see all of those things. And, you know, I think astrology lets us be a little bit objective sometimes about who we are and to kind of, I don't know, do a little self-research, you know, like what's going on here? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm curious. Cause I'm always curious about how people experience things. Um, I, the Taurus and how that goes, like, cause I imagine that Aries just kind of sneaks up on you. Cause you, look, you're a, you're a Taurus. You're not thinking about, <laughs> you're not ready for that Aries, you know, and, and other people as well. I imagine that was a surprise for other folks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I, I always have, so, and I have Virgo rising. So I have not really so much more earth in my chart than those two, but obviously they're two very important pieces of my son and ascendant. And I think that a lot, for the most part, like that's how people initially meet me, right? Like that, that really is, it's a very important part of who I am. It's very natural. Like I do express those energies really, really naturally, but I have so much Aries. <laughs> I know. And when I was younger, especially before I started to learn any of this, it was something that felt like I had no control of, you know, like it was just this like piece of me that would just come out sometimes, you know, and that I had absolutely no reins on, you know, and once I started to learn about the areas in my chart, I realized like, number one, that I had so much more control than I had ever realized, right, that I could decide how and when, you know, this, this part of me comes out for the most part. <laughs> and that, you know, this thing that I had tried so hard to control was really something I was meant to express and embrace, you know, it wasn't something I was supposed to squash. Um, and I think that's really, that's definitely how I got into astrology was realizing that it gave me so many powerful tools to not, not fight myself, you know, mm -hmm. and not fight everybody else too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the part I was like, how did you not do that too? Because I mean, like I said, my progressive moon is moving to Aries and I'm just like, you know, like who's up, who's next? Like that's the way that I feel. So I'm just like, how are you doing that from even like a young age, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was definitely, it has definitely always been something that I have grappled with, um, like this aspect of myself that I think I just, I never knew how to, I never knew how to express in a healthy way, right? Like I had never been given the tools to be able to do that. And I still sometimes struggle with that, but <laughs> always will. Right. Yeah. But I just have such a better understanding. Like when it's happening, I can, I can notice it, you know? I mean, like you, like you said at the beginning, it's so much about awareness. Absolutely. And healing too. I mean, cause I think what's also what I'm hearing from you is that there is a, there's also this standard because obviously you wouldn't be trying to repress something if there wasn't some sort of standard that you were trying to live up to or and or uh you know like be a part of right um so there you know this the other part of astrology is of learning astrology is having to be very aware of what the standards are the societal standards you know and being able to look at your chart and see where you fit in to or where you have you know, taking on too much of the other standards, you know, and it's like forgiveness, you know, this wonderful permission slip to just be like, oh, but, you know, I wasn't meant to be like that. This is my original recipe over here, you know, so the rest of you guys, you got a problem, not me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, that's like one of my absolute favorite things that I always say about the chart is that it is permission. It's permission to be who we are. It's permission to not be things we're not. I mean, like you were saying, right? Like having that fiery Leo and like wanting to go out and do the things, but then wondering like, but why am I emotional about it too? It's like, it's both. It gets to be both. <laughs> and sometimes it's annoying, but it gets to be both. <laughs> yes. It's like, well, yeah, one thing I learned about that moon in Cancer is that, 
Well, it was an interesting type of power. I have a moon square Pluto. So I might as well be a moon in Scorpio, but um, it's like a zero degree. And so that was the kind of power that I was used to. Like Scorpio power is different from Aries power, right? So it's like that, you know, that kind of like <laughs> vampire power, <laughs> you know, or like, I'm going to compel you to do what I want, <laughs> you know, like I'm not doing anything, you know, like I'm a wizard. You're just going to do it, right? Like that's what I was used to, right? But the Aries energy is so much about motivation and so much about thrusting yourself into something and like, let's charge into, you know, and it's exhilarating and exciting, you know, um, but there is, I have come to already understand like where the moon and cancer has a place in that. Like, you know, like it's like looking at the Olympics, you know, we come for the, you know, athletics and we come for all that charge, but then we also want to hear the stories about the families and how they got there and waking up every morning at 5 a.m. to ice skate or swim or whatever it was. And it's like, there's an emotion to every action as well. And having the moon in cancer allows me to the capacity to take that on too, you know? So, totally. Yeah, I'm starting yeah. To- well, I was laughing while you were talking about Scorpio powers because <laughs> all of my Aries planets and things are in the eighth house. <laughs> Oh, wow, girl. I don't know how you're here right now. <laughs> like, you should be levitating on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. But I totally know what you mean. I, because my Mars is in Cancer. And so there, I think I, I really resonate with that of all of this action that we take, whether it's Aries season or we have a lot of Aries in our chart or we have something progressed coming into Aries, like when at whatever reason Aries is coming up for us, it's not just about driving forward constantly, you know? And I think that that is often the shadow of Aries is this like hustle burnout, like you know, achieve at all costs, um, kind of energy. And I have certainly expressed that at times, (laughs) but when we look to, you know, Mars and cancer or the moon and Aries, which of course I have both, um, it's very, it's very much about that balance of action and rest of like doing the things, but also knowing why we're doing them. You know, there has to be, it's not just about, achievement and drive there's really this underlying why and like wanting to know the story and know why why do I care about this why should I care about this you know mm. I love that that the, that the moon is, is about the why you know and I think the moon is also well emotions are also taking an action as well right so it's like you think of like some warrior that's in battle like when they're done slaying all the dragons what do they do they kneel down and they cry you know it's like what did I just go through now I have to go through the process of releasing it you know and so is it just as important as raising their sword you know is the releasing of those emotions and and we get to do that Mars and Cancer Moon and Cancer you know for a lot of times, some people, you know, I've had clients who've had enough Mars and Aries in their charts. They are literally sweating in front of me. Like I was just like, whew, they're running a lot of fire, you know, and they didn't have a lot of water to help that out, you know? <laughs> so, you know, that Mars and cancer is a nice little, nice little solve for you. Yeah, it is. It really is. Well, and I think that like to speak to the elements in that way is such a powerful way to work with astrology as well is to notice, you know, where am I leaning really hard to one side? Am I leaning really hard into fire? Am I leaning really hard into water for that matter? You know, like, and how can we create some balance? Like, I think that, you know, our charts are perfect and exactly how they're meant to be. And also sometimes we can express things a little too hard, you know, a little too much for our, just our physical selves to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I think being able to look at that and look at like, what elements am I working with and how can I bring in a little bit of the others to create more balance, um, is so powerful. And I mean, I definitely do that in so many ways, you know, whether it's plants or crystals or, you know, going outside and and engaging with that element of nature. Like I think the elements really are the building blocks of astrology at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's how we understand it. I think understand those big beings out there. 
<laughs> you know, we get to be like, oh, I see, this is how I see this working around here, you know, is our nature and, and each other, you know, because we are just transits for each other, you know, like when I get, when I do synastry charts, gosh, and that is a big part of what I'm doing next in life is, um, I do synastry charts already, but I'm having a transit. My North node is moving into my seventh house. And so I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to be dealing with relationships and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that just understanding that we're transits for each other. Like if somebody's in your life, it's because they're teaching you something and you're teaching them and you're learning something. Then maybe we can, uh, you know, offer somebody some grace <laughs> about, you know, like, oh, they're not just trying to get on my nerves or they're not just this, but they're actually doing me a service. You know, they're part of my system. They're part of my, my story. I mean, yeah, I, I love, I love that idea. And I love, um, yeah. Anyway, I think I'm going off on a tangent, but that's what I got from what you just said. <laughs> no, I love it. We could talk, we could talk all the astrology things. So we're just going to go all over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love that. And I think that's really true. Like whether it's, you know, an element that comes into our lives, a crystal that comes into our lives, a person that comes into our lives, like <laughs> so often it's balance, right? They're, they're teaching us how to either how to do something that we don't naturally really know how to do, or they're like balancing out something that we're expressing too hard, right? When I'm too in my Aries, which can happen, <laughs> um, you know, my, my cancer boyfriend comes along, my <laughs> Pisces best friend comes along and they, they tone that down a little bit, right? They let me release it a little bit. <laughs> I you know, I love, okay. I love the visual that you've set up about people being a crystal. Um, so which I think is also really helpful. If you look at somebody, especially if someone's challenging, you could be like, but which crystal would you be? You know, that's supposed to be helping me. So I have a question for you. If you were a crystal, which crystal would you be? Oh gosh. I always have questions. My moon is in the ninth house. So my, okay, I'm, I really am such a Taurus, even though I have so much Aries. Um, I, I feel like I, I just always come back to the Taurus crystals, especially like like desert rose or Ooh, like something green, green. <laughs> you know, like green calcite or something like that. Yeah. Although like my absolute favorite, which I, I realize as I'm saying it out loud makes sense. Um, my absolute favorite crystal is amethyst. Um, and I have a million amethysts just all around. It's <laughs> so interesting. What about you? Um, if I was a crystal? Oh God. Okay. Um, uh, God, you know what? I, well, okay. I could, I'd love celestite. Like that seems to be the thing that's driving just constantly drawn to just, it's a, I just think it's pretty and I own way too much celestite, but if I was going to talk about like the, my, my favorite would be citrine in terms of like how I feel about myself and what I think, how I show up in the world. Um, yeah. There's something about that. And amethyst and citrine go really well together too. They do. They do. I totally agree. Oh, that. yeah. I think that's really a good way to think about it. Like, so a lot of the way that I teach astrology is through archetypes, right? And I just find that having an archetype, whether you're talking about a planet or a sign or a house, any of the above, right? The archetypes can really take it out of this kind of abstract space which can be so fun to play in, but isn't always really practical and applicable, you know? So I find the archetypes really help us like step into the shoes of a planet or a sign and understand them in kind of a more human way. And I think what we just did is so much the same of that, right? Is like, if, if you're talking about a person or that's challenging you, or you're having a transit, like what crystal is it? What archetype is it? What plant is it? Right? Like whatever language I think works for us individually that makes it more tangible, you know? Cause I think that's one of the, like sometimes most disempowering things about astrology and the way it often is taught is it's so abstract, you know, it feels so complex and so outside of ourselves when really all of it, all the elements, all the signs, all the planets are really represented around us in everything, you know, and I think that's such a good exercise. I feel like this is something I did with my astrology mentor when I was really training is she would be like, you know, start to notice the things around you 
what signs are they, right? What planet, what planet rules that, you know, lotion that you just put on? Like what, what rules that, oh, yeah. is that you know? Like, okay. And it, it really is like, you really can just start to see the world differently. And I think you can also start to see astrology differently too. Oh, I love that. I love, oh, I love learning and teaching in these come totally different out of this world ways. Like, yeah, I love hearing that. Fantastic. <laughs> So good. So good. Okay. Well, let's circle back to progressions because we went to a lot of places. <laughs> um, <laughs> big tangents. So can you just tell people, and we'll drop a link with some instructions too, but can you tell people a little bit more about like, how can they figure out their progressed moon and like practically what does that information tell them? Got it. Okay. So I think the, I'll start off first with, you know, the feeling of the progressed moon and what it's meant to do. Each one of the signs um, has a, an element to it, right? So if you're, if you are in like, a, say a Taurus, your moon is moving into Taurus, you're going to, it's going to have an earth energy, right? If it's moving into Scorpio, it's going to have a, a water, a deep, deep, deep water vampire energy. Okay. Um, and so that already you notice like each one of them is a bit of an introverted and extroverted energy. Even if we're talking about a, uh, an air sign and a fire sign, right? Um, there's still an introverted and extroverted type of energy. So if you think of the progressed moon, it's kind of like the way we go to sleep every night in order to regenerate, to get up and do go into the world the next day, right? Each stage of the uh, the progressed moon, like for it stays in each house roughly, or each sign in each house roughly two and a half to three years. Um, it's like your time to sleep for three years, to be regenerated so that you can go back into the world three years later. You know, so it's like, for instance, my moon is in Pisces right now. And I've had this time of like deep, deep, deep awakening and introspection and introversion, right? Um, sometimes that might take the form of an illness, right? Or you, or you have an illness or someone else has an illness or you're being called to be a more spiritual space where you really can't be out in the world, you know? And that's the part of your life that was setting you up for the next part of your life, right? So that's what the moon cycles are basically telling you. Like, it's kind of like if you're on a freeway and your exit's coming up and it's like, okay, so these three years, we're going to have you slowly moving over into different lanes to get ready to go to that next one, right? So it gives you this kind of like progress report. <laughs> it gives you this kind of understanding of like, this is what I'm here doing. And this is why, because I'm going here next, you know, and, and it's hard sometimes because like, you know, when someone tells you your moon is in Pisces, you can't even fathom what that moon in Aries is going to be like. It's like, everybody says you're going to be still no way, right? But you spend enough time in that moon in Pisces or that that certain type of energy or moon in, moon in Virgo, whatever it is. And then you can slowly start to feel like, hey, I'm moving into this other place because of the experiences that I've had here, right? So being a moon in Pisces, progressed moon in Pisces, just being open like that, just being an empath for three years where you're just like, I don't know where your skin begins and mine ends, right? Super sensitive, all that. And then starting to feel like, wait, it's coming together. Now I'm like very willing to go into conflict to get to talk, to do what I want to get done. I'm very willing to be motivated. You start to notice these changes and you realize it's because you've spent that time in that other side that you have the energy now to go out in, in a different way. And then you plan accordingly, right? Um, or often you'll see that life has, you've already been doing it before you even knew that that's what you were doing, right? So that's the point of the moon cycles. And this is also how it helps when people are the progressed moon cycles. This is also how it helps when someone is trying to conceive, when, when um, parents are trying to conceive. Because for instance, you might have a, a woman that is in a moon in Capricorn, progressed moon in Capricorn. Her emotions are in a different place. It's not, in a, it's her, she's very out there, right? So first, first, first and foremost, Capricorn is a legacy energy. So it is building a foundation for something. It's solid, it's like a rock and it's also super traditional, right? So there is no fluidity. There is no, you know, receiving anything, you know? It's kind of like, I'm kind of just more laying down the law. I'm learning, I'm growing, but it's for to serve this thing over here that already exists. It's not about becoming anything. And so oftentimes, you know, 
you can tell like, hey, this isn't the right time to be in this woman's trying to build a business while she's trying to have a baby, you know, that energy can't go in the same place. Now, when I'm reading someone's chart, I can be able to be like, hey, so like in three years, you know, or sorry, around this date, this would be the better time to start doing this. Um, and that helps them because there's no stress anymore. They can like work with the energy that's there instead of, you know, you know, trying to force something to happen um, at a certain time. Um, so that's what the progressed moons are, are for. That's what they're, they're this kind of like, you know, rejuvenating, getting back out there, going inward, going back out. This is the cycle of life of these human beings. We human beings would really love to just be out there all the time. We would love to just be like making a forward, you know, kind of movement towards something. This is why we say things like I should be here by now, or I went backwards, you know, you're not, no one's ever going backwards. You know, we're spiraling for sure, you know, but, but we're not going backwards. And if you, if something is here, especially as this master manifestors that we are, if something is in your life, it's because you created it. And it's, you know, and if something isn't in your life, it's that it wasn't time for it to be there. So I always feel like if you have a premonition about something, if you have a dream, it's actually a prophecy. And it means that you are being tapped in and saying, hey, this is possible. And your chart is telling you how you're about to make yourself make that possible, how you're getting ready to make that possible. Um, so it's all, it's almost like the chart su supports your intuition um, for those who, who have a hard time believing their intuition, you know? Um, so the progressed moon, what I love most about it be is because, you know, when we have a monthly moon cycles and it fluctuates and we can kind of like, you know, we're all about this one month and the next month, what happened to that? You know, <laughs> it makes us feel flaky, flighty. We don't always trust ourselves because we're like, oh, am I going to just change my mind again? Especially our air moons, you know, these air moons are just like every, every day it's something else. Right. So what I like about the progress moon is that it's saying like this, your emotions are strictly going to be in this area and your drive is going to be in this area for roughly two and a half to three years. You can get comfortable here. You can start making some plans here. You can start, you know, um, accepting yourself in this new way because you're going to be here for a while. So it kind of gives you this trust in yourself back, you know, and even if it's a new energy, like I said, my progress moon is in Pisces, but I've had two years to prepare for this, you know, progress moon in Aries. And you don't get that on a monthly basis with the major, with the regular moon cycles. Um, so I just feel like, you know, there's my three planets in Virgo talking. I get to plan, you know, <laughs> I get to plan and go, oh, I plan, you know, exciting, you know, and, and I get to um, kind of go also see how I was also, always, also organically moving in that direction anyway. I think what's super exciting about the progress moon is when you look back on it and you start to go through the different times in your life when, and see where your moon was and go, oh, that's exactly where I was supposed to be for that. Um, for me, when my progress moon went into Pisces, um, my, uh, it had just been in the sign of Aquarius. And so I was really out there in my community. That's when I was doing all my astrology, like really building, going to all these places and just like running, just running, just like a lovely air sign, just like, I don't need to touch the ground. Right. Um, and then it went very, very deep, but in this very spiritual way where it was like, I was doing service before, but now I was opening up to the greater service. <laughs> you know, what are you really doing these astrology readings for? Um, and then also my moon was in the very beginnings of the fourth house. And the fourth house, you know, is all about your home environment and what you call home and what you're emotionally attached to. And um, at that point, I really made a decision that I wanted to, one, go back to school and learn screenwriting and writing for entertainment um, and creativity and all that other stuff. Um, but in this way that felt like it was being of service to something, you know? Um, and so there was that progress moon in Pisces um, in the fourth house, you know, moving me to another place in order to, you know, and now it'll be moving into the progress moon in, in Aries and then moving into the fifth house, um, which is what I'm going to do with that information now. You know, it's like now that I have that at that education, um, now I'm going to be project projecting that out into the world in really fun and creative and playful ways. Um, but right now I'm cocooning. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't have time. I don't, you know, I'm like, I got to sit here and drink water 
and breathe deeply and <laughs> stretch, you know, I don't know. That's for later, you know, and that's what I love about the progressed moon because you're like, I don't have to do it right now just because I'm getting ideas about it. That's for later. I'll have the energy later. Um, I love it. Such a great explanation. I think that what you were saying about the moon cycle, sometimes not feeling like enough time, like that's definitely something I've talked about too, where it's like, as much as I work with the moon phases and as important as they are for me, for my work, for my practice, like they can feel very quick sometimes. And it can feel like we can't quite catch our breath or can't quite achieve what we wanted to achieve because it's only four weeks, right? It's a really short period of time. And so I think any tools that we can use to make the moon phases feel more accessible and more grounded for us so that we can move with them. You know, we can still honor the moon phases where they literally are right now in any moment, but knowing that like there's these larger, longer cycles too. Um, you know, I work a lot with like the new moon in Aries and then the full moon in Aries. I use Aries. <laughs> the new moon in Aries and then the full moon in Aries six months later, right? Um, and all of the signs. Um, but, you know, anything we can do to kind of stretch that time out and realize that the moon has so much more of a long-term impact, even though we feel it so quickly in the moment, you know? Mm, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I would say this is closer to having like, say a Saturn uh, progression, right? So oops, Saturn is an, kind of slows down time a little bit, um, but it has that kind of feel of like, I'm going to be here for a minute. <laughs> you know, you can count on me to mess stuff up for this amount of time, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that you can count on my emotions for the moon progress moon to be in this place. Um, and then you asked about how to find this on your chart, right? And so I think probably I love to go to astro.com because I think it's probably the most easiest to navigate for newbies and people who are not, you know, super familiar. Like if I was to open up my astrology program software, it would just be very confusing for folks <laughs> and, and frankly, quite scary um, for folks to see all that stuff going on. So I like to go to astro.com, um, put in my information. And when you go into the type of, uh, uh, you know, type of uh, charts that you're looking up with synastry chart or needle chart, you go down to, uh, you arrow down to one of, uh, one of the selections that says progressed chart. Very simple. Um, you just click chart. You don't have to uh, you're just looking for the moon. So you're not having to look at, you know, click on all the other things unless you really want to complicate your life. <laughs> but like, um, but yeah, you're just looking at the moon and then it tells you. Now, I also want to say that there is a difference or there's a slight difference between if you're working like with the default Placidus or if you're doing like whole signs, you know, and some people only work with whole signs and some people only work with Placidus. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's a personal decision, right? Um, I'm not an either or person. I like to, I like the buffet. I like to taste all the rainbow. Okay. So I'm just like, oh, is this available? Then that's mine too. Right. So I, um, so when I go to there, I look at both, you know, like when I'm looking at a progress chart, I look at the Placidus, the Placidus is not going to be lined up, you know? Um, and then I look at the whole signs and what I've thought was, what I think is very interesting and in the way I've come to understand this is that for me, both are important when I'm looking at a client's chart or my own chart is that for me, the, the Placidus or, you know, the kind of default, um, it tells you kind of like your story up until now, kind of like, it's like saying, this is what you've been feeling. And this is what, you know, up until right now. And you have something tangible to be like, oh yeah, I can kind of, I can see that. I can see that. Right. I feel like the whole signs are the future. The full whole signs are telling you where you're going and what, why you're meant to feel this, where, where this is eventually landing. Right. Um, and so when I, when you look at both, you, you kind of can see how you feel both, you know, but it's like, you have more to work with now, um, instead of being like, I must be this way. Something's wrong. If I don't feel this part, you know, it's like, no, I can feel that too. And it's also nice to know where I'm going, you know, like the whole signs, feel really good when you're able to be like, oh, and this is why, you know, um, this is the end game here. Um, so, so yeah, I use both and, you know, people can decide which one fits them better. That's very cool. I, I work primarily with whole signs, but I love the way that they can work together. And it's funny because when I first started learning astrology, 
I remember just feeling like looking at a Placidus chart, not even really knowing that's what I was looking at yet, right? Just felt, it felt really complicated. And then at some point I learned about whole signs and I, it was immediately like, oh, I can speak this language. Like I, I can read this and I know what this means. Just kind of inherently, I really did. It was very intuitive for me. And now I know that it's partly because my chart really doesn't change between the two. <laughs> my my ascendant <laughs> is such an early degree that uh, none of my planets change houses. It just uh, looks a little it's a little, little tidier for my Virgo, <laughs> but, I, yeah. <laughs> but I did come to kind of discover, like, I, I've never said it quite the way that you just did, but discover a similar thing that I find whole signs to be very karmic and very kind of big picture. And it is primarily what I work with, but I like the way that, especially if someone struggles to resonate with whole signs or struggles to resonate with Placidus, that you can kind of see how they they're part of the same story that they're, they're not really two different things. They're, they're two different ways of interpreting your chart. Um, and those interpretations overlap and share, share common threads. Um, so yeah, I love that. And I think it's an important thing to note because there is so much like bickering about how systems there. I mean, talk about Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> like I was like, people are very, very, invested yes <laughs> oh my gosh I love that well I hope that this is helpful for people I think this is a really cool conversation um and we'll definitely I'll put the link to to astro and everything so people can figure out their progress moon I'll have to go check mine I I'm sure I've looked at it but I don't know what it is I'll tell I'm so curious. So. let me know which one where you are that would be I will I will I'll send you a message <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Well, we will be, of course, this is going to be on the podcast and on YouTube. So if you're listening on the podcast and you want to see the video version, this will be on YouTube as well. Um, tell us where people can find you. Ah, everyone. Uh, you can find me. My website is km-taylor.com. It's km and then a hyphen and then taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. I'm actually in the process of having a complete new web design so uh, and new domain. So I will be officially self-carry at selfcarry.com um, in the coming months, but I'll have both of the domains. So if you just happen to mess up and go back to the other one, you'll still find me. Um, that's where I put most of my stuff. I also am pretty active on Instagram. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. I do mostly like uh, private counseling with people. And actually, I am just starting a podcast. <laughs> um, which is Sinistry Podcast. We'll be just dealing specifically with people's charts, family members' charts, romantic couples' charts, who uh, where we I will be inviting people to give me their birth times and birth locations and looking through their charts. And that uh, podcast is called um, You and Me in Orbit. I love it. That's so fun. I can't wait to listen. <laughs> me too. I'm excited. Excellent. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank well, you. we will link up the website and Instagram and everything so people can find those. Um, and thank you so much for being here, Carrie. Thank you. It was so fun. Such a pleasure. Yay. Aries, Aries power. I'll be looking, I'll be looking at you for insight, by the way. <laughs> Sounds good. We'll talk. <laughs> Take care, everyone. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to the Empowered Modern Witches Show. I'm Tanae Stewart, the Witch of Lupin Hollow, and it's my pleasure to be your host. If you loved this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Much love from Lupin Hollow.